Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey, Freelancer and CEO community, welcome back. We have an amazing guest on today, and I'm super excited for you to hear all about Marissa and her journey. I know a lot of my listeners are teachers. A lot of you connect with me on that, and so you're just going to connect with Marissa as well because she is also a former teacher. And so she shares about her journey through teaching and how she felt so tied to that identity, how she was able to step away and find her passion and her purpose with what she's doing now. And we also talk about self-care. Self-care as a mom, self-care as a business owner, what that looks like, how it's actually different than what society tells us, and how we can better ourselves both in business and in motherhood. So I will quickly share with you who Marissa is, and then we'll dive on into today's interview. So from teacher to business owner, Marissa is a former teacher who found a love for supporting other teachers throughout her own process of self-discovery. On the verge of burnout and being ready to leave their profession, it was then that she decided that there had to be a way to overcome the intense feelings and stress being a teacher was creating. Throughout the next two years, she was determined to create a happy teachers framework that would benefit more teachers just like herself. It was throughout this journey that the Teacher Haven was developed, which is an online community where teachers can come for support, professional and personal development. The Teacher Haven includes an online self-care course, and is also a monthly membership that allows teachers to gain insight into handling the stresses of both school and life. Let's go ahead and dive on into today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Alrighty, I am so excited to bring Marissa on the podcast today. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. I'm so excited that you could join us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, so let's go ahead. Let's dive into who you are, your background, and your journey. You and I spent you know, some time before we hit record learning about what you did, but I think you have a really interesting story and background, so I'd love for you to share with my listeners how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. So I started off as a teacher. It was not what I originally thought I was going to do for a career. I left high school and went to college and didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to help people, but I wasn't sure 
what that looked like. So I went pre-med when I decided that, you know, I'd have to actually deal with some things I don't really like, like bodily fluids and, you know, that kind of stuff, like counted me out of that really quickly. <laughs> um, so then I took some business classes, decided that really wasn't for me, started working out in an after-school program found an absolute love for um, working with teachers and with students just instantly fell in love with the the whole atmosphere of being in a school and so went back finished my degree in education in like a year and a half's worth of time because that was it that was the thing never looked back got into the classroom knew it was gonna be hard just didn't really realize um, how ill-prepared I was as a type A, like go, go, go kind of person that how quickly burnout was going to set in for me. So I tried all the different things. I worked more. I thought that if I just did more, the following year would get better. I made all of the textbook mistakes of burnout and finally got to the place where I was like, oh my gosh, what, what do I do? I, I, only been teaching for you know four years five years I can't be done already and I remember telling people like nope there's no way I can't do this for 30 years and the part of me was always um, looking back on that like I really wanted to own my own business and own my own company but never knew what that looked like and so I um, found a life coach and we worked through some things and within a month and a half of working with that life coach I realized that there were people in the teacher world that were creating businesses and going from teacher during the day to business owner by night and weekend. And it became kind of a hobby of mine. It became my self-care. I was able to um, leave school at school and work my business at night and at home because I was just looking for something for me that I enjoyed and that just happened to be it and it kind of blossomed from there it just took off into a full-on full-on business and it taught me how to create solid boundaries how to have a balance between work and life and it just it snowballed into this like my dream life that I never thought was possible just being a classroom teacher it was really really an interesting transformation but it was totally awesome <laughs> I love it. I love that. Um, you, and you brought up something that I know that I struggled with too, which was that having that boundary, you know, when I, I remember if, if you weren't the first person, the first teacher there, then you weren't a good teacher. If you weren't the last teacher there, you weren't a good teacher. And I knew that when I had little ones, I was really struggling because sometimes I would leave my house in the morning and my son wasn't even awake yet. And so I'd go all day without seeing him and then feeling bad if I was like, okay, three o'clock is here. You know, I've, I've done all my work. Cause I was really, I got to, when I became a mom, I was really good about, I'm going to utilize the hours that I have at school to make sure that I got my things done, you know, got my copies made, my lessons made. But I knew that I felt that from other teachers, like you're leaving already, you know, but not even like, cause I know a lot of teachers on Friday would leave early, but they're like, Oh, you're going home. And I'm like, yeah, I have my kids at home. So how did you, how did you navigate that? Is that something that you struggled with, with having kids and having the job and trying to figure out where that line is in the sand? Yes. So I had a really unique situation. Um, my kids came to work with me. There was a daycare attached to my elementary building 
And so my kids would come to work with me. I'd drop them off at daycare and then they would be there all day and I would take them home with me. So I would get to see them, you know, in the car on the way to school and in the car on the way home from school and we'd get home, cook supper, do bedtime. And then that was it. And so after a while I was like, okay, I'm going to take one of my 15 minute recesses and I'm going to run down to the, to the daycare and spend some time with my kids. And then I got to thinking, why am I taking 15 minutes of my day to go hang out with my kids so that I can stay later at night <laughs> and not spend time with my kids? So when I had that mindset shift that I could, you know, get over <laughs> um, being able to see my kids during the day and then go to seeing them at night, I switched that around and used that 15 minutes to knock out my prep work and things like that and just really getting things accomplished then all of a sudden i was able to leave on time and take my kids home at four o'clock when my contract said i could and you're right i was getting looks like oh you must not be doing everything that you should be doing for your kids and in reality i was going above and beyond for my kids i was doing four or five interventions during the day on top of teaching all of the whole group stuff and I was still getting my lesson plans done with the hardest class I had had year to date and was still managing to, to do it all. So it, it was um, one of those things where I finally had to come to terms with uh, the value I held as a person and the truth I knew that I was doing all the things and it didn't matter anymore. The looks that I got from the coworkers that didn't think I was doing enough because I knew deep down that, that, that I was doing that and that that was all that really mattered. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting too as teachers because, you know, an, another job, they have contracted hours and you're here from this time to this time. And I think with teachers, it's like, oh, it's kind of a given that you're going to stay later and get there early and not, you know, not get there right on time. Yeah, no, that was the thing is I used to be that teacher. There were a couple of teachers that I worked with and they would show up right at eight o'clock and they would be out the door and you would see them in the copy machine room or at lunch and they would be like sorry can't talk now nothing against you just have to get this done and out the door they would be and I, I never took it personally that they you know didn't have a minute to talk about what they did last weekend or whatever they just had very strong priorities and their priority was to be out the door and spending time with their kids and their family and the things that they loved when their contract said they could. And I, for a while was like, wow, they are, you know, like I, I was that negative person that was like, there's no way they're doing everything. And now those two teachers are the teachers that I'm requesting for my kids because I know that they, they go above and beyond for their kids and have their priorities straight and they take time for their families. Yeah, it's funny that society and teachers, we have this, this thought that you need to be the first one there and the last one out the door, but there's, there's no award for that. <laughs> right. I agree with that completely. So I want to get into the burnout phase when you were experiencing that, because I know it's common among teachers. It's something that a lot of, we're hearing a lot, a lot of teachers, their first year in, they're, they're getting burned out. And I, you also brought up the point, like you didn't really feel prepared for what you're walking into. And I can totally relate to that. I do think that like my college program that I went through was really, really good. We had a ton of experience, but really not a ton of just like 
until student teaching, but not like a ton of you're just you in the classroom and really handling the different things. And I think one of the biggest things for me that I wish was included with, you know, in college for teachers is the dealing with the parents thing, because that is so hard and nothing prepares you for that. And parents can turn on you. And, you know, I learn as, as I, my kids are getting older and going into school, I'm like, it's hard to, you know, it is hard. It's hard knowing that you were a teacher and then you're also a parent, but, um, okay. So let's talk about what it was like for you with your, when you were started to burn out, what did you experience? All those things. I would love for you to, to shed some light on that. Absolutely. So I was just bringing work home constantly. I was spending my weekends. I was spending my holidays. Any time off that I had, I spent it on school. I was differentiating my instruction per child. So I had 24 kids. I came into my um, teaching position in the district that I my that I spent most of my career in, um, in an interesting situation. I They did not have any opening teaching positions when I moved here, when I married my husband, but I was a para. And in about February of that first year that I worked here, they had to let a teacher go due to unforeseen circumstances. And they came to me and they said, "We were, you're gonna take over his classroom. And so I started in February with a class that had not been taught all year. I mean, they colored for an entire year. It was a kindergarten, first grade, multi-age room. And their teacher who they didn't know any different, this is all they had known as a school teacher. So they didn't know that he was not doing his job. And so then all of a sudden their teacher had been ripped away from them and someone new was thrown into their classroom and they were told, here you go. We're just gonna continue on with your year, like upset the apple cart and move on. And so that was, I think what started my um, insane amount of working was that I was not able to draw boundaries that year because I felt like those kids deserved every ounce of me that I possibly could. Um, I was pregnant with our first child. I was um, eight months pregnant, sitting on the floor with Ziploc bags of each kid's name, stuffing you know, differentiated um, activities, hands-on activities into the bags for each kid every week so that they were meet, being met where they needed because there were so many gains to be made that they had been missing out on. And it was just a real, it was a real mess to walk into. And then after that, I got so accustomed to doing that, that I just continued teaching that way. You know, I came, I cut my maternity leave short. I started the next year. Um, I taught up until the day that I basically gave birth. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, I was not looking out for me and my family at all because I felt like as my job as a teacher, I was supposed to do everything that I possibly could for those kids to the point where I didn't take any maternity leave. I took the summer off and that was it. Came back the first day of school and then started the next year all over again. And, um, yeah, I did that for three years straight where I just worked like an insane person because it had become a habit and it wasn't a healthy one. It wasn't healthy for anybody because I wasn't the happy, loving teacher that I wanted to be either because I was so stressed all the time. And so finally I was pregnant with our third baby in four years and I was sitting on the couch, like Googling, where do pregnant moms and teachers go in the middle of a school year when they've hit rock bottom? Like I literally typed that into Google and I was like, Oh my gosh, I am definitely at rock bottom. <laughs> like who types that into Google? <laughs> 
there's no answers for that, by the way. Don't type that into Google. <laughs> and um, so then I remembered that one of my coworkers was talking about how she was working with this life coach. And I was like, well, I need something. And I didn't have time to be running to a therapist. I had been through therapy before. And it wasn't, I could just tell that wasn't really what I needed. I needed someone that was going to call me out on my excuses. They were going to make me follow through and have accountability and help me work through the, the beliefs that I had that were not, were not accurate. Those, you know, we all have them. <laughs> and when I found that it completely changed, changed my life, my parents' life, my family's life, my husband and kids, like it was insane the ripple effect that that getting my burnout under control had and within a month and a half of the six-month program that I had signed up for it would it had changed everything for me so yeah that was that's kind of my whole burnout story in a nutshell <laughs> so how, what were some things that you started to implement so that you could avoid those feelings. I know you talked a lot about work-life balance and creating good habits for yourself. What are some things that if my listeners are feeling that whether they're a teacher, whether they just have a regular job, what are some things that they can do so that they don't feel, or if they're feeling this this way, this is how they can kind of come out of it or maybe to avoid that. Absolutely. So the very first thing that we kind of dove into was what, what are things that I enjoy doing? And I was like, well, I'm a teacher and I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I really like those things. And then I found out that those were just roles that I held. Those weren't, those aren't me. That's not me as a person. Those were just the roles that I was filling at the time, you know? And so when I actually started looking at me and what I enjoyed doing and really trying to discover who I was as a person, that was the very first step was kind of figuring out who I wanted to be inside all of those roles. So what kind of a teacher did I want to be? What kind of a mom or a wife did I want to be? What kind of a coworker and friend did I want to be? Because all of those things had gone. I mean, I was so far burned out that I couldn't even tell you who I wanted to be. I just knew that I didn't want to be the person that I currently was. And so when I finally sat down and took the, you know, hours worth of time to map out who I wanted to be, then I was able to pick my priorities um, based on that. And if it didn't lead me to be one of those people that I strive to be, then it got cut out. And part of that was then deciding, well, what am I going to do for myself so that I feel like I'm getting time for me? And yep, going and having your nails done occasionally or having a massage, like people think of that as self-care. But for me, self-care ended up being those things that I had been neglecting, even having a basic morning and nightly routine that I stuck to, you know, drinking enough water throughout the day, making time for exercise and just those kind of things. That, that's what true self-care is. It's not the, the buzzword that society has made us, made us think it is. And so when I started really prioritizing that, it snowballed. I began to read again. I found books that led me to building better habits. And then I found the next book that led me to, oh, how can I be happier in 50 days and worked through that book. And then all of a sudden I was reading how to get rid of fear in my life and it just snowballed. And it just led me to be that person that I wanted to be. And I would have never gotten there if I hadn't started with that very first exercise of, well, who is that person and how do I get there? 
So true. And it's so interesting, I think, to me, how much starting a business and growing a business has really transformed me from the inside out. And I think so many of the jobs that we have, our nine to five jobs, you get training on like, okay, how to be better at this job. But I think when you become an online business owner, like you learn how to be better all around because it does take a really great mindset. It does take really strong habits. And a lot of times we're learning that for the very first time in our life. And it's opening our eyes to like, oh my gosh, I've been going about this the total wrong way. And I know for me, like, yes, growing a business and having a business is, is stressful at times. And there are definitely times when you're like, you question, like, should I have done this? You know, should I just go back to teaching and all those things? But then you just have learned how to navigate those feelings. And I feel like you also have a community or support. I love that you mentioned that you invested in a coach because that's something I feel so strongly about. I know that I would not be where I am today if I hadn't taken those steps and investing in someone who's already navigated it, who's already gone before me, who already knows how to do those things. So two great points that you really brought up. Now you talked about morning and nighttime routine. I would love for you to, to share a little bit about what that looks like for you, because I know that like I'm a self-proclaimed, I'm not a morning person. I get up because I know that it's a quiet time in my house when I can, but I don't enjoy it. So I would love for you to share how to maybe make that a little bit more enjoyable or how we can utilize that time to really focus on ourselves. Yes. So I am right there with you. I need to quit saying it, but I'm the worst morning person in the history of life. And that just cements it in my brain. Like every time I say that, like, yes, you are not a morning person. So I've got to change my narrative on that. But um, I totally relate to you. I started off with just trying to get myself to get up a little bit earlier. So setting my alarm five minutes earlier until that didn't seem so terrible anymore. And then I would have five minutes, I would set another five minutes, you know, and just kind of backing that up until I had a decent amount of time to kind of build my morning routine. And I know a lot of people really enjoy doing meditation or journaling, just that quiet time to themselves. And there is something wired inside of me that I don't enjoy any of that in the morning. And so when I tried it all out, I do like working out in the morning. So that one has kind of stuck when it gets cold out. I don't like working out in the morning though, because I don't like getting out of the warm bed to go under the cold, you know, room where our workout stuff is. So now I've started warming my clothes up in the dryer to get rid of that excuse, because if I can put on warm clothes and then run in there really fast and put my shoes on, then I have no excuse not to. So it was just really, once again, coming to find out what worked for me and what didn't work for me. And so my morning routine is very simple, working out and then basically getting ready for my day because I like to do those things at night that everybody else seems to like to do in the morning. And so I always felt like I was wrong. Like, ah, I need to like these things in the morning. What is wrong with me? But it turns out I am much better at relaxing at night and I feel like I've accomplished something all day. And then I journal about the next day, the night before kind of setting my intention, even before I go to bed instead of when I wake up. And that's what seems to work best for me. And so when it comes to setting those morning and nightly routines, it's all about just trial and error and not feeling bad if something you try doesn't work for you because to make your day better, to make your life better. And if it's not serving you, I'm all about just getting rid of it or finding something else that does. 
you, you're so right there too, because I, I talk with my students in my course and then also like the ones that I coach, we talk about, you know, finding time in the day to do certain things. And, you know, when you're building your business, sometimes it takes, you know, getting up in the morning or staying up late. And some people are like, well, what, what do you recommend? And I always say, what works for you? Because I don't love getting up in the morning, but I also know like that is a time where I'm more energized, more focused, able to do a few more things. So I utilize that time at night. You can't catch me. Like I, my brain is off. Like I'm not in that place where I can do anything. Some people are the total opposite. Like they just drag in the morning, no matter how hard they've tried, they can't seem to do it. But at night they're like, my, my brain's on fire. I'm ready to go. So I love that you said it's all about trial and error. And don't think that because someone does it this way that you have to do it. If it works the opposite for you, then go with that because it's all about, like you said, making it so that it benefits you. And if you're trying to do just something because someone else does it this way and it's not the way that's going to be beneficial for you, it's going to be not worth it. Right. Oh, absolutely. No, that's kind of how I feel too. And some people really like to start their day calm and meditate and things like that. And I'm the opposite because my brain go, go, goes at night. And that's when my best ideas and my best work happens. I mean, my husband will be dead asleep and I will like jolt him awake and be like, I just had this idea. I'm going to create a cell phone app. And he's like, what? I'm sleeping. Like, why is your brain doing this right now? And I'm like, because that's just how it works. Get used to it. Like, but I need to slow it down at night then before I can go to sleep and things like that. And so I've had to reverse that and do those calming activities at night and do the energizing things in the morning because I do drag. Like you said, I, no matter what I do, I can drink a Mountain Dew at 6 a.m. It does not matter. I'm just like, count me out until about 9 a.m. And then I'm good to go. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Now, I would love for you to share a little bit about what you're doing now because you were the teacher you went through the burnout, you figured out, okay, I, I can change some things. And now I'm going to start using that for good. I'm going to kind of create something that will help people who are in my situation, which is so awesome. Like, it's such a cool thing that we can do that now. You know, sometimes I, like I was saying to you before we pressed the court, I don't think I'm anything special, but I can tell you what I did. I can teach you, you know, what I did. So I would love for you to share how you've made a transition and what you're doing now that helps other teachers. Absolutely. So at first I started just creating resources for myself to use in my classroom, my coworkers, things like that. And that kind of became my self-care. That was one thing that I just really enjoyed doing because I love creating hate mess. I OCD mess, not okay with me. And so I was like, this allows me to be creative and help people, which I wanted to do. And it was leading me to be able to be the CEO of my own business eventually. And I knew that that was something that I always really desired doing. And I decided like, okay, we'll give this a real shot. And I kind of had a five-year plan in the back of my mind, like five years, I really want to be able to leave my teaching job and just do this full time. I knew other teachers had done it. Yep. That was the goal. Awesome. Five years seemed like a, like a viable amount of time to get that going. And after two years, um, I was like, mm, yeah, I mean, I enjoy creating these resources. And then I found out that teachers were creating courses and memberships and offering ongoing professional and personal development for them. And I was like, 
that, that is what I really want to do. I want to work hands-on with teachers and make a difference, not just for them, but I want to reach kids across the world because I'm making a difference in their teachers' lives. And I knew that if I could have the toughest class that I had ever had on top of virtually teaching from my kitchen during a pandemic and not waver once during the whole thing and be running a business full-time in the background, and the stress didn't touch me. And so when people were, you know, freaking out about all the stress and things of working at home, I almost felt like, am I doing something wrong? Am I not doing what I should be doing? Because this isn't affecting me like it is everybody else. I decided maybe I should be teaching these people what I'm doing so that it's not so stressful. And so it led me to create a self-care course and that led into a monthly membership then. So now I have teachers that come to me for PD every month and they get to help pick the topics. And it just, it was amazing how it just went from this little hobby into a full scale business. And to start the school year this year, my district kind of wanted me to choose, you know, was I going to be an entrepreneur or was I going to be able to dedicate my existence to them? And three weeks before school started, I walked out and quit my job and knew that there was just something about it that I needed to be available to teachers this year to help them overcome the overwhelm and the stress that pandemic teaching was giving to them because school stressful in a normal year, let alone during a global pandemic. So I wanted to be able to dedicate every ounce of my time to them without jeopardizing the time with my family. So that was kind of what led me to, to where I'm at now. That's awesome. I love, love your story. And I would love to get, before we start to wrap things up, I would love to get your perspective because I know a lot of my listeners are in that phase where they're building their business, they're growing their business, and they come to a point where they're like, do I leave the job so I can focus on this full time? And, and how do I do that? And I have a lot of fear around that. So could you give any little piece of advice on if someone's ready or they're, they're thinking about, you know, I really want to take this full time because they really have found it's their passion, how they can do that, how they can get over that fear. Do you have any advice for them? Absolutely. Honestly, it was the most terrifying decision that I ever made. I made it in about a 30 second time span. My district presented this to me and I rendered my resignation immediately and walked out and thought, did I just do that? Did those words just come out of my mouth that I'm going to be done teaching? And it was the most calming thing that I've ever done beside being terrified. And the funny thing is, is that I haven't looked back. I, not an ounce of me has looked back. Um, my husband is a farmer. He is self-employed with um, his family. And so no insurance, no benefits, no retirement, nothing. School was it for us. That was, you know, that was where everything came from for us. And to give that up was a huge, huge decision. But we have been able to, to make it work while farming is drowning in this economy. I mean, so if you're worried that, you know, the income or the money isn't going to be there or that this might be a huge mistake, I, you just have to go with your gut. And if your gut is telling you that now is the time to jump, most likely it's the time to jump because the pieces will fall into place afterwards. Um, my business has grown immensely in the last three months 
It's amazing how much more um, content and value I can give to my audience and my customers because that whole space that was taken up with working full time has been, it, it disappeared overnight and it was like a switch flipped. And now, now I can be there and be present with, with the people who need me the most. And not that my students in my school didn't need me, but I'm making a much bigger impact where I'm at now. And I would just say, just go with your gut feeling. If your gut is telling you it's time, it probably is. So true. And I mean, I, I never want to encourage anybody, like if you're, you know, not making any money at all, like just do it. Like, obviously you have to make a a smart decision financially for your family. But sometimes, like you said, you know, you might not have a clear cut way of, of what it's going to look like, but also knowing in yourself, like, I'm going to figure it out. Like, and knowing that there's no other way, like knowing that you just have to be determined and set your mind to it and just do it. I'm, I'm all about imperfect action. So I love that you said that. Yes. No. And I, that's the thing is I, in the last year I had developed a, a mobile app, a cell phone self-care app and launched a course and a membership. So it wasn't like I was, you know, brand new to business and was like, Oh, I think I'm going to give this a run at it. I'm just going to quit my job and go for it. The, the groundwork had definitely been laid for three or four years prior to it. So even though it was scary and I wasn't making my teaching salary from what I was doing yet, it was something I knew like I had those sol- the solid foundation built that I could jump from and it was just going to grow that much quicker because I made that leap. So Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story with us and sharing some things that we can start to do so that we don't experience these feelings of burning out or we can kind of just grow a little bit better each day. So I would love for you to share with my listeners where they can come connect with you and learn more about what you do and what you offer. Absolutely. So Instagram is kind of my jam. That's my favorite place to hang out with teachers. Um, at Marissa.Rader is my um, Instagram username there. And yeah, it just... It's an exciting place to be. I actually have a lot of teacherpreneur friends and are members of my membership and stuff because they're like, oh, I need to like balance. We just need balance all over. And so that's kind of been my main focus is not even just teacher balance, but just balance for everyone in general, because it's something that we can all use. And so come on over, hang out with me and I will keep sharing all my, all my wisdom with you. Awesome. Well, thank you. I know they're going to want to come and hang out with you. Well, thank you again for being on today. It has been such a blast. I've enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.